Welcome to Dave Turner's Seat Yourself podcast series on the hospitality tabletop industry. Dave is the globally known chief evangelist and editor for tabletopjournal.com. This podcast was originally published in the week of February 18th, 2019, and runs for approximately 20 minutes. A non-traditional journalist, Dave has spent nearly 30 years as a sales and marketing executive in the world of hospitality. Hey everybody, it's Dave again, and we're back in the saddle again with more Seat Yourself. Seat Yourself, of course, is our 15 to 20 minute podcast on what's happening in the world of hospitality tabletop. And I gotta say, it's great to be back home after traveling to both the NAFM and the Ambiente shows during the past week and a half. Both shows were great, but each very different. But both are absolute must-attends in our opinion. Hats off to the organizers of both shows for putting on premier, world-class events. And for our new friends and listeners, when I say back home, back home is our studios that are located here in Baltimore, Maryland, here on the east coast of the United States. A little about Baltimore, what a great up-and-coming city. Sometimes Baltimore gets a bad rap, but there's great restaurants here along with some incredible food and beverage of all types. Throughout the spring, we'll include a bit about Baltimore and the scene here to let you get a better feel of what's going on in here in Charm City, as Baltimore is often called. But for this week, we've got an exciting announcement to tell you, and that is that very soon, our Seat Yourself podcast will have its very own website. Many of you asked, where can I find the Seat Yourself podcast? And we've been glad to give out the platforms that it's on. But we've decided our episodes need their own home, and now each of them, will, each of their uh, postings there will have links on all the platforms that carry Seat Yourself. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Music. I'm told that we should have a new Seat Yourself podcast site up within a week or so, so stay tuned for that announcement that the site is live. We're still adding content, and then we'll go to beta testing, and then we'll have the actual launch. So more excitement for you here at Seat Yourself and Tabletop Journal. But for now, let's get on with this week's episode. We always start each Seat Yourself episode with the stat of the week, and this week's stat of the week is 85. 85% is the percentage of exhibitors at last week's Ambiente show in Frankfurt that came from outside of Germany, making the 2019 edition of Ambiente the most international of all time. And with the coming new edition of the special Horeca location in Building 6, this is a time for hospitality front of the house suppliers to consider exhibiting at this great show next year. For those of you suppliers who want your brand to be better known internationally, this will be a great opportunity for global exposure for both your brand and your products. And for hospitality industry professionals involved in the front of the house decision making on products, you'll definitely want to mark your calendar for next February 7th to be in Frankfurt, Germany for this very international trade show. With 130,000 plus visitors coming from 166 countries, you'll want to make your reservations early. And on a side note, we love the Frankfurt area of Germany and this past week the weather was excellent. Temps in the high 40s, mid 50s in Fahrenheit, and of course that's 8 to 10 degrees Celsius, but in addition, the people of the Frankfurt area always seem so terrific. We always experience great hospitality when attending Ambiente. So mark your calendars, we'll see you there. In our opening news story this week, a bit of relief for those of you who might have been worrying that the sales of alcohol might be slipping here in the U.S. Not to worry, it seems just the opposite is happening with sales of spirits setting another record for sales this past year. This is the ninth straight year for record sales of spirits here in the U.S. according to the Distilled Spirits Council. 
Here in the U.S., adult consumers are continuing to favor spirits over beer and wine, says Council President and CEO Chris Swanger. He credits millennials who are seeking diverse and authentic experiences, quote-unquote, and more innovative and higher-end products is the major reasons for continued growth in spirits and in cocktails. Some of the key segment drivers of this growth are American whiskeys, which grew 6.5%, tequila, which grew another 10%, and super premium rums and gins, both showing excellent growth. Even vodka, the sector's largest category, showed growth being led again by super premium type products. And in case you were wondering, vodka represents one third of all spirits volume. That's pretty amazing to us. So while vodka doesn't often get much publicity, there's still a lot of it being consumed. The real takeaways here are that spirits, particularly higher end spirits, are continuing to grow and fuel the category to new record levels. An interesting aspect to this continuing growth, according to the Council, is the passage of sampling laws. These allow consumers to taste products before they buy. Evidently, since 2002, 25 states have enacted sampling laws, and the feeling is that this is a critical driver, particularly for the super premium type products that are showing such growth. Now, what might that mean to operators and possibly glassware companies? Well, how about adding smaller sample portion sizes designs to your ranges of barware products. Give the operators and even the retailers a way to better control the sample portion size and additionally give the person sampling a better tasting experience. It's just an idea. But again, if you're one of those worried about spirit sales in the U.S. sliding, you can now sleep just a little easier. Ninth straight year, record-setting growth. In our next news story, in Nation's Restaurant News just the other day, food service expert Nancy Cruz has a great article on how veggies are moving more and more to the center of the plate. Now, this isn't an entirely new trend as people like Farmer Lee Jones and his team at the Culinary Vegetable Institute, along with others, have been preaching this gospel for quite a while. But Cruz puts this trend more in focus now and with an update on how vegan and vegetarian restaurants are no longer fringe and have really become more mainstream dining in many parts of America. Vegetable entrees are now readily accepted and are not simply replacements for those who would rather not eat proteins. And of course, for today's dining out customer, veggie meals are perfect for snapping your latest Instagram pic, which is always, as you know, the badge of acceptance in today's digital world. Cruz goes on to say that the acceptance of veggies and vegan dining as mainstream dining is evidenced by chains that are now getting into the action. This mass market embrace of vegetables also seems to be more proof of healthy lifestyle choices that are at least trying to be made. Remember, you are where you eat, right? But what does this mean for dinnerware and tabletop suppliers? Well, we'd suggest that the suppliers of all types move the traditional side dish to a higher level of consciousness along with perhaps a rethink on what an entree plate may look like. Personally, for instance, we'd like to see more oval bowls. In addition, the continuation of serving pieces that look and feel a bit more organic rather than mass manufactured appears inevitable. Pieces like this serve to reinforce the apparent values of a restaurant so that diners can help make sure those values align with their own. This means more pieces made from pottery or at least that have that pottery-like look and feel to them. It's also interesting. What we eat and how and where we eat it continues to be sort of a social declaration. And as somebody told me not long ago, it's not enough for me to be vegan. I must show everyone I'm vegan. Well, now this article by the talented Nancy Cruz tells us we'll have more and more opportunities to show just that. You can read Nancy Cruz's article by going to nrn.com. 
In this week's segments on companies and their products, I want to focus on two very different kinds of companies. Two companies that sell very different products and that are at very different points in their growth trajectories. And each of these companies has something very different that they're doing that separates them from most other companies in the hospitality tabletop categories. The first company is Zweezel Glassware, or as they're often better known as simply Schatz Weasel. First, let's start by saying that Schatz Weasel has been producing some of the world's finest glassware for well over 100 years. According to their website, they've been producing household glassware for 140 plus years. So these people know a lot about producing great glassware is the real point here. You must also know that the Ambiente Show in Frankfurt, Schatz Weasel has a very large booth. It is what we would consider a primary exhibitor. But this year, their booth was very different. When you entered the very covered, behind-the-curtain type booth of Schatz Weasel, you entered a very dark tunnel that took several turns. And around each turn in this short, again, very dark tunnel, there was a video of approximately one minute, more or less one minute, in length. There were several videos, one video showing wine being poured into several different wine glasses, with another video showing glass being made with this very serious voiceover encouraging the audience to feel the company's spirit and become part of the company's universe. And keep in mind, all this was before you ever saw or even touched an actual glass in the Schatz Weasel booth. Now, I didn't see but a fraction of the 4,000 exhibitors at the Ambiente show, but every booth that I did visit was focused on product, and very often, very new products. And that makes perfect sense. Companies are here to sell, and new products are the quote-unquote life part of our industry, right? And everyone, including me, is always interested in the newest design, the latest shiny new object, right? Well, that's certainly true. But what I loved about the visit to Schatz Weasel booth was the unique sensory experience you got before even beginning to have a conversation with a salesperson about products. This was a true sensory marketing experience, showcasing and positioning the brand with video, dramatic music, and this very serious sounding gentleman doing the voiceover telling you to quote unquote, feel the spirit. After such a unique experience, I finally entered the traditional sales area of the booth, only to find stand-up tables with very minimal product on display. By the way, I'm sure there were probably some very new designs there, but I was completely blown away by the brand experience and spent my time discussing this with Lisa Mueller, a young marketing talent who explained what this was all about. Here's what Lisa had to say. So this year at Ambiente 2019, we changed our concept. You walk into our booth, which is a closed booth, by the way. It's not that open. You can't see us. You're going to be curious if, when you see our, our booth. And you walk into our dark room where you can see a beautiful image video with our uh, manufacturer and machine production. And you go through the dark room and you will reach the room of communication. In the room of communication, we present us, we present our two brands, Schatzwiesel and Zwiesel 1872, which is our handmade brand. Schatzwiesel is our machine brand. In the room of communication, you won't find so many products, minimum product actually. You will find us, as I already said, you will find the two brands because brand means trust. Brand, brands are a, a long life relationship and that's what we want. We want you to, to love our brands, Schott Zwiesel and Zwiesel 1872. You will like our glasses and you will like our brand. Needless to say, 
There were no other companies that I saw at Ambiente presenting their brands in a similar sensory way as Shaw's Weasel did. I think this is very clever of the company to do this. Rather than pushing the latest shiny new product, companies in our industry need to present their brand first and foremost, more often in my opinion. After all, we preach all the time that brands represent trust and that all of us buy from companies and brands that we trust. We also talk about differentiating your brand, and I think Schottsweedle did that in a very unique, a very sensory, and a very memorable way. And after all, isn't this what it's all about? Products will come and products will go. And in nearly every category, there are lots of good, okay, even great products. Often it's difficult to tell the difference between these products, no matter whether you're talking about dinnerware, flatware, accessories, and maybe especially glassware. But we can tell the difference in the brands. With their very special brand experience at the Ambiente Show, Schottsweasel made a big effort to differentiate their brand, and I, for one, loved it. In the United States, Schottsweasel brand is available from the team at Fortessa, and that even, the Fortessa story, is another whole story that I love on differentiating and separating a brand from the pack. We'll save that story for another day, though. Well, like I said, products will come and products will go. And let me repeat, Schottsweasel makes some of the finest glassware in the world. Their products are often what we would describe as best in class. But brands are what ultimately truly matters. And Schottsweasel took a great step forward in strengthening their already strong brand at this year's Ambiente show. Well done, Schottsweasel. And in our other company segment this week, I want to focus on a relatively newcomer, an emerging brand. This is Phoenix, Arizona-based Chef Forward that I visited while at Ambiente. Chef Forward is a company created by industry pro David Richmond, and he and his team, they bring creative serving pieces and dinnerware made from melamine, porcelain, and more to the hospitality industry. And a good question to ask is why would a newcomer, basically a startup company, choose a trade show like Frankfurt's Ambiente to exhibit at? Well, a couple of quick points I'd like to make to answer that question. First of all, David Richmond is not your everyday entrepreneur. David sees things very differently and often sees things through his holistic and very human lens. David Richmond is a people person, first and foremost. He understands and values the relationships he has with people that he knows. He has a strong sense of relationships with people all over the world, from suppliers in the Far East to customers in Europe. And second of all, David and his company, Chef Ford, do a majority of their business in Europe, despite being based in sunny Phoenix. So it's little wonder to us that David Richmond chooses the world's largest consumer products trade show to showcase his products. But rather than go on and on, let's let David tell you in his own words. Hi, this is David Richmond with Chef Forward. Um, I've been walking the Ambiente show now for about five to seven years. And each time I visit the show, I'm amazed at the booths, the decor, the presentation. What I found about this fair is that it is a truly professional fair with professional people. And as a company that is new to the industry, I wanted to participate in a fair where I can demonstrate my products. I do 65% of my business internationally. And at the Ambiente Fair, I have met with many of these customers for the first time, but I also have met with many customers that I've wanted to talk to. It is a fantastic presentation, it's beautiful, it's attractive, and you have the right people attend. In the handful of years that it's been around, Chef Ford has 
produce some very incredible products. And they're always testing and showing new things at every show that we see them at. That never-ending curiosity for new and innovative ideas is one of the things that we love most about Chef Forward. And while in Frankfurt, we saw new colored metal pieces for serving tapas and other things that you could imagine. Great colors, great materials, and great texture. Overall, another very cool idea from Chef Forward. And what we don't understand is why they don't do more business here in the USA. Can you imagine that you start a company up and that you do more business eight to nine time zones away than you do in your own backyard? Well, that doesn't seem to really bother David Richmond at all. While his U.S. business continues to grow, David still loves his global relationships, and you get the sense that Chef Ford is on a patient track towards success. With great products and great designs, and even better relationships with his customers and potential customers, we have to feel it's simply a matter of time that the North American hospitality sector warms to the idea of Chef Ford and its great products. If the traffic we saw in the, saw in the Chef Ford booth in Building 1 in Frankfurt was any indicator, it shouldn't be much longer. Check out all the cool products from Chef Forward at www.chefforward.com. Now 60 Seconds with Shannon, where Dave asks Shannon Talon of Edward Donald Company the question of the week. This week, Shannon talks about the concept of unique flatware finishes and whether that concept is going to continue. Hi, we're back with Shannon again from Edward Don and Company. And Shannon, this week's question is, in the past several years, we've seen an incredible array of finishes being applied to flatware products. Beyond the more traditional just satin or chrome finishes, we've seen a lot of titanium finished products, lots of colored finishes, and all kinds of other ones as well. Is there a concept here that is, uh, is this a concept that's here to stay? Or do you think there's going to be more elaborate finishes? Or have they seen their peak? You know, uh, well, I think... As we talked a lot here on Seat Yourself, we've talked about end users differentiating themselves, the need to differentiate themselves and set themselves apart. So I think these unique finishes help accomplish that um, in the flatware category and on metal products. However, I do think that to a degree for many operators, those finishes are still a bit cost prohibitive. Uh, the, the PVD coatings and a lot of those really um, elaborate finishes, they can, they can be expensive, especially if you have a larger operation. So you have a segment of customers who um, the price is not an option. They want the look that they want and they'll pay to get it. And that's great. And I think we're always going to have those types of customers. But I think for the everyday um, purchaser of flatware or metal products, that until the cost to, to have those types of finishes comes down a little bit, we might not see it be a more widespread trend. Now, over time, certainly as that grows, uh, as the volume of that product grows, you know, in the supply and demand, those costs will come down. But right now, I still think it's pricey for a lot of folks. We've seen texture and color come back to dinnerware mm -hmm. and glassware, frankly. Yep. And is that what's going on with uh, with uh, flatware and yeah, color right now, it, too? I think it all comes down to having a unique look, uh, you know, not being homogenous, not looking like every restaurant or operator on the block. And so, yes, it's right in line with that. Uh, the, the the color trends, the texture trends do flow through the three categories, dinner and glassware, flatware. So, yeah, this is right in line with that. One more way for a op an operator to differentiate their operation, the guest experience through tabletop. Absolutely. Now, here's Dave with this week's commentary. This week, Dave gives us a great reminder as to why we fell in love and stay in love with hospitality. After attending both the NAFM show in Orlando and the Ambiante show in Frankfurt, we've gotten another great reminder of why we fell in love and why we stay in love with this business called hospitality. For us, it's so easy to discover a new tabletop innovation from a small, obscure source and immediately fall head over forks in love with it. 
In fact, that happens to me regularly, often multiple times in the same week. But then, life moves on, and I find other products that take its place, and that object of last week's intense desire falls by the wayside, only to be replaced by a newer, more exciting object. And while our immediate love is sincere, life and the world of tabletop and hospitality dining move on rather quickly. So in order to maintain relevance, we must move on as well. But what we do not move on from are the relationships that we have been fortunate enough to develop through the many years in, in all the shows that we've attended. It's these relationships that I fell in love with and stay in love with to this day. And while I like the term hospitality much better than food service, I cannot deny that food service brings together a better description of the world of tabletop. After all, I repeatedly tell audiences in an attempt to apply perspective, hey, it's the eating and drinking business. What's not to love about that? Yes, the proper service of food and beverage is what tells us lifers in this business what we live for. Finding just the right wine glass or that special fork or spoon that enlivens a sensory dining experience, or maybe that uniquely designed plate whose DNA seems so perfect it must have been created from the earth coming from beneath the restaurant that it's now being used in. But over time, I've come to realize that it is really the relationships that keep us in this crazy business and continue to drive our passions. These relationships run the gamut from close, deeply personal friendships to those once a year in Chicago or Frankfurt type relationships that just happen. Or maybe it's even every other year in Orlando or Milan. Each relationship very different from one another, but each very satisfying also in their own way. I also love to hear how others share their same high level of passion to describe their love for this industry. Friend Matt Broad from Tabletop Leader Fortessa just published an article on LinkedIn titled For the Love of Hospitality. I'd encourage everyone to check out Matt's thoughts. As a writer myself, I know how hard it can be to put it all down on paper and make it clear and concise. But I love how Matt described his own love of hospitality and how it was formed. While each of us have made a separate and very different journey from one another, we've all arrived at the same place. This is an industry that helps bring about the best times in people's lives, time spent around a table with family and friends, enjoying each other's company, all over a meal and something to drink. Not sure how it can get any better than that. This week, as you go through your normal, crazy, mixed-up, chaotic work week, I'd encourage you to take a few minutes this week and try to remember when the first time you realized you had fallen in love with this great industry called hospitality. Well, that's it, everybody. That wraps up today's Seat Yourself podcast. I want to thank Shannon Talon for joining us. And of course, I especially want to thank you, our listeners, for joining in today. And finally, I want to thank the Edward Don and Company for sponsoring, in part, this episode of Seat Yourself. Edward Don and Company, everything but the food for nearly 100 years. This is Dave Turner, and we'll see you next time. But always remember, Tabletop Matters. For more information and insights on the hospitality tabletop industry, be sure to check out tabletopjournal.com or email Dave at dt at tabletopjournal.com. Mm-hmm.